is funded by viewers like you. Support our independent journalism at patreon.com forward slash narrative. November was coming to an end. Michael Flynn gets a pardon and he seems to get back in the game right away. So part of me is wondering, were those pardons designed as a quid pro quo for these guys? Like, okay, you'll get the pardons if you'll set up my, my, you know, st uh, stop the steal event or, or help me arrange it. Or was it always part of the plan that they could be off and, and then they continue with their work for him? Do you think that there's a possibility there that there might be, potential crime there in that he's doing some sort of quid pro quo for a, for a pardon. I, well, when it comes to Flynn, uh, I, I think you got to go back several more years uh, in, into his history and, and you can find him doing all kinds of dirty things um, in, in this space. So I think, I think that's just who he is and yeah, he's gonna, you know, he's, he's going to be loyal to the boss, of course. Mm. Um, and, and, and there's a cult-like aspect to a lot of this now. It's not just QAnon. It's kind of there's this reverence for Trump and this this fealty that that's paid to Trump. Um, you know, it, it's it, it's like Flynn. What choice did he have? There was there was no choice. He's not gonna. He'd, he'd sworn allegiance to QAnon. You know, right. he's not gonna go off and ride off into the sunset. Right. He, had to do, he had to do something, and, and he knew the job. Um, so he shows up on Newsmax, coincidentally, on December the seventeenth, and he starts talking about uh, martial law. People out there talking about martial law. It's like it's something that we've never done. We've done martial law has been instituted 64, 64 times, Greg. So I'm not calling for that. We have a constitutional process. We clearly have a constitutional process. I think you highlighted some of that in, the, in, the, in your previous segment. That has to be fine. We have a lot of corrupt things that happen when they don't fight. One thing I've learned about Republicans, they have some difficulties, but you know a difficulty that they don't have? They never forget. They never forget. And people are going to find that out because... Uh, we have to go and we have to go all the way and that's what's happening and you watch what happens over the next couple of weeks. You watch what's going to come out, watch what's going to be revealed. A lot going on, <laughs> a lot going on as you guys know, your audience knows and, uh, and I think that uh, we're, we really in the next couple of days, I think we're going to see some extraordinary historical Thanks. moments. The, uh, the truth is going to come out. Donald Trump will continue to be the president of the United States for the next four years. There's no doubt in my mind. When I'm asked on a scale of one to ten, what's, what's the scale that you put th that Trump will be the next president? I say ten, without a doubt. People out there talk. So, I mean, that's a, <laughs> the, the dates there. But that was a great clip. How did that guy get to be a general? Yeah. I mean, you're going to high school? I, mean, I don't know if he did. <laughs> he must have. But you're right. It's kind of amazing what he is. And now he's, uh, his brother just got a big promotion as well uh, this last week. So yeah. there you go. Uh, but I mean, you saw, I mean, so January, the, the dates were sort of cut off there. But uh, that was January the 4th, two days before when Trump was saying lots of big things to come. And then January the 5th, uh, Flynn is building on that. And then, you know, then he, again on, on, um, on Alex Jones, he's predicting that Trump is still going to be the president. And, and this is obviously designed to incite the crowd to show up on, on the 6th. Um, so again, we're seeing the media vehicle, we're seeing this, uh, Alex Jones is being sort of the, 
the conduit to which they're speaking to to this community. How big a deal is Alex Jones in this whole thing? He's huge. Yeah. I mean, he's there, he, like, you know, he's uh, your field marshal or whatever. I mean, it, Jones, just just stepping back, broadly speaking, I mentioned Marjorie Taylor Greene as being like a former InfoWars person, but Pozobic, Cernovich, I mean, the whole crew has has cycled. Laura Loomer, uh, wasn't she at some point? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, if you, if you pick a name, you're going to find them attached to InfoWars at some point. And so, um, who's who's creating that? Who's funding Infowars? We need some more reporting on that. Yeah, we we need some more reporting on that. But I, I also think that trying. I, I think Infowars made some good money. I mean, I think it was extremely highly trafficked. I mean, that is one thing that's true. Yes. It was like a. It was. It it you know, when Andrew Anglin of the Daily Stormer would talk about his influences and stuff like that, he would sometimes. Um, talk about just like, you know, Alex Jones and just like how he, you know, he wanted to kind of be Alex Jones. And I think he looks at his little Bitcoin donations and everything else he gets as a kind of like his, you know, his version of being a, a you know, a, a not a more explicitly Nazi, Nazified Jones. Um, but I just say that like Jones um, is a perfect example of somebody who just fed off of the runoff of Trump's celebrity in such a major way. Um, it's the reason why he got in trouble for everything, I think, um, regarding Sandy Hook and all that stuff is because this guy um, became a mega, 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 mega celebrity. And, you know, that took him from out of the underground and into the mainstream and he's kind of in this limbo now where he doesn't have a platform the way he did before uh, on social media, um, but is, is, is as close to a household name as you get in far extremism, right? right? So, you know, when you see him marching around, I mean, I think it was one time he was flanked by the Proud Boys at one of these Stop the Steal events. Yeah. Um, he might have been on the, uh, on the 6th itself. I can't recall. He shows up at all these things with that, with that, um, with that InfoWars tank that they have. Uh, I recall him... You know, being out on the streets during the summer, uh, during the Black Lives Matter events, um, baiting people, kind of getting people to throw things at his at his at his uh, his thing. He has been central. He showed he showed up um, at the Richmond, the the Second Amendment rally. Remember that? That yeah, scared right. everybody. Understandable. Yeah. He showed up right. at that. You know, he showed he he makes these big shows where he where he comes and that sort of is 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 like you know, announces that this is, this is a moment for us as part, as part of this hard right authoritarian um, anti-democratic movement. When he shows up, it is a signal um, that this is something to, that, that people need to pay attention to. That's a great segue to this clip. So this is January the 5th, the night before the insurrection uh, at Freedom Plaza in DC. My pleasure to introduce a man. It's my honor to introduce a man who was the genesis in many of this second American revolution with a movement with a movement that started with one man on public access television will tomorrow turn into millions of Americans in the streets of Washington, D.C. to take our republic back. And that man's name is Alex Jones. Ladies and gentlemen, 
mean, that's just chilling <laughs> at every level. I mean, I try to imagine that, you know, I mean, he, you know, I mean, imagine it, that being said in a foreign language and just the body language and the yeah, sound, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It also, the uh, ludicrousness yeah. of these guys thinking that they're saving a republic when they really are the most entitled people in, in the country. It seems it's insane uh, that they're no, out there saying that. that. It goes, he's talking about taking back the Republic. It's never about defending democracy. And right. there's, there's, a, there's a bunch of coded anti-Semitism right there in, in, in the word, you know, using the term globalist. And Alex Jones has been notorious for that for a long time. And, you know, I saw a video of him recently from 10 years ago where he's using similar language um, uh, about, you know, essentially an insurgency that is coming uh, you know, he has ties to the Oath Keepers that go back 10 years. Uh, this guy has been an on-ramp to far-right extremism for a long, long time. And uh, when it comes to this insurrection, he was there uh, from day two of, of when these Stop the Steel protests started. It was November 4th was the first one in Phoenix. And then it, was a, it turned into a three-night thing. Alex Jones showed up on November 5th with his, his bullhorn and he's talking about, you know, hunting down the Democrats in their bunkers, uh, you know, likening every liberal to a Chinese communist, um, preaching this, this, you know, 1776 revolutionary rhetoric. And this goes back years. These guys have been talking in these tones. So, you know, th this is not this attack on the Capitol has to be seen not just as something that kind of materialized in the past few months or even under the Trump administration, this, this has deep roots in the extremism community in the United States. And it all led up to this. You described it as a vast yeah. right-wing conspiracy and it really does seem like that's what it's been. And it's, it's not something that's gonna go away with the absence of Trump. I, I, think, so. I think the big thing too is that as the president of the United States, okay, so then let's go here. Mm -hmm. Donald Trump, not only are these his friends, and his running buddies and the Alex Jones, Roger Stone connection. Um, you know, there's a Roger Stone also did that whole Brooks brother riot around an election before and got it to stop. And, uh, and that was sort of the jet. That's actually the genesis of stop the steal. And the difference between there's many, many differences um, that have to do with the democratic process between um, the uh, the certification that was happening on January 6th and the uh, the recount happening in Florida okay it, back in 2000 but here's the deal it they were there where they're very similar is that they're Roger and, and where I think Roger Stone really fed everybody this idea originally or was at least the sort of the creative founder of it um, is that they were single point locations from which you could, where something was going to be happening around the election to where you could gather everybody. Mm -hmm. So because, because uh, Joe Biden won in such a landslide and he won so many states, it's, they weren't gonna stage, you know, and maybe they tried to, maybe you guys saw some of that traffic. I don't know, I didn't see it, but where they, you know, it, it was much easier to get everybody to a central location, especially one where the president would be anyway, and he could come out and talk to them, where they could do their stop the steal, and that was January 6th. And, and that kind of picking that moment where Mike Pence and you know all the electors are already in, and they're just sort of officially certifying it, um, 
it presented itself as an opportunity to have a single point, a single place. It was the Capitol. They could storm the Capitol, which they've been talking about for fucking decades, right? They could have this moment. It was almost as if it presented itself to them as this perfect opportunity to gather everybody around, just as what Roger Stone had done in 2000, a single point opportunity in Florida to gather a bunch of people around and use the force of the crowd to pressure something to stop. Um, and then in that delay. So that's what I believe the senators and the con Congress people who were inside, cord you know, that coordination, that's what I think that coordination was, was give us right. the time, give us the delay so that out front we can create, everybody that can see all these tens of thousands of people and it will, you know, what can Congress do other than stop it? Well, they didn't do that. That's not what, right. that's not gonna happen. So then it pushed that surge. Um, and Donald Trump pushed that surge. Mike Pence isn't doing it. He's tweeting at them. They're reading the tweets and in they go. Right now, there's probably some advanced shit going in there too. Um, but that's in terms of what we saw on TV. So I, that's my theory. It's just my theory. But Almost uh, they wanted to use the event to start their movement. To, you know, it wasn't so much like- to start their, It was a galvanizing It wasn't event. about, yeah. It wasn't so much about stopping the, so the vote or the count. It was about launching a, a movement. And it seemed like a good way to do it for them. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I, I don't want to so disagree with any of this, but in 2000- How bloody would that have been? How bloody could that have been? It's sort of the question I have for you guys. And then go ahead, Luke. We'll oh, no, I was just going to I was just gonna say that in, and Zev was getting at it there. But in 2000, you know, that, that was an actual recount was underway and they managed to yeah. to, to trip that up a little Stop. bit here. The election was over and, was over. you know, it's a formality to, to certify these electoral college votes. So what are you actually seeking to accomplish by amassing a mob of angry, delusional people and inciting them to violence? when the election has already been decided, you're not trying to stop the election at that point. You were trying to do something else. And, uh, you know, I, that's, that's, that's what's truly frightening here, I, I think. think so. It, so, something I noticed also about the collection of um, people you had on that, on that still. Yeah. I mean, these are all people who uh, the stakes are, just could not be higher for these people. They've either been accused of crimes in some cases, or they've been convicted of crimes and pardoned or not pardoned, right? This this cluster of of, uh, of people, and and there are also other I mean, lawsuits and all kinds of other stuff floating around with all of these people. Yeah. Right. They're, very, they're not uh, you know people that have much options. They don't have many options if, for their right. careers. And, and they are also you know accustomed mm -hmm. to. Um, getting away with just breathtaking bullshit, right? Um, right. Which is something, <laughs> it's, so no, I mean, it's something I think about a lot when you know with that Pazovic series that I've been doing. It's just like you know, yep. how can this guy with a Hunter Biden laptop? I don't want to get off on a tangent there. He 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 was sharing tweets that were like, "Get ready for October," and it was like dinosaurs and lasers. Like he obviously knew that they were going to do something at a particular date. I mean. He's been so accustomed to 
pulling off bullshit from Macron leaks to the Roy Moore uh, stuff to, uh, you know, op to the caravan op and all these different ops that they did, Pizzagate, whatever, that he's just like, hey, about to do an op, who wants some of this? And it's like, you know, all those guys, that one example is a way in because it's very familiar to me and whatever, all those guys. Same thing with Proud Boys, Mike, you know, because, because uh, you were, you were, uh, one of you was asking earlier in the program about, you know, how could the Proud Boys just get away with this? Or what, what were these people thinking? Is it a LARP? Is it a LARP that's become reality? I think that, yes, in many ways that's true, but also the Proud Boys were allowed to travel across state jurisdictions, uh, you know, through state jurisdictions for years to commit violence with the declared intent of committing violence. And they were allowed to do it. You know, uh, people. Portland is a press. There's more, way more Antifa than than Proud Boys in the streets of Portland. It is, you know, yeah, you know. I mean, this is not, this is not like, you know, steakhouses and country bars. This is this is Portland. Right. Uh, and and you know, that all of a sudden there's a there's a full out war on the streets of this. You know, it's like turf invasion. When you say they were allowed to cross into cross state lines, that was because Trump allowed them to, or you're saying that they there was I, other reason no i think that. law enforcement was 100 percent aware of the proud boys and the proud boys being a violent organized gang um and i've heard that they're trafficking drugs across state lines and weapons mm. across state lines you know and, and and this is where that whataboutism that you, you you hear all the time from the political right just just completely falls apart because the proud boys you know, there are multiple like felons in, in in among them who were committing violence, who would be on social media saying, "We're going to go beat the hell out of you know this leftist or this antifa person, or maybe just some you know hapless you know passerby who who they came across," and 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 the system kind of looked the other way, permitted it, and this is what you see when you cover far right extremism and white supremacy. You see how baked in kind of this privilege is into the system, and 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 so what Mike was saying about that collection of really truly some of the more nefarious people that our our society and government has produced uh you know just thinking they can get away with whatever at this point because they've gotten away with just like trump they've gotten away with everything their whole lives up until someone decides enough and i do definitely think to go back to the violence uh point that you were raising before there is no way someone who is paying attention to, you know, not just the conversation online before the attack on the Capitol, but all these different groups, all these different propagandists, what they're talking about for years. There's no way somebody who's paying attention to that could think that violence was not going to happen. Right, right. Yeah, Anybody right. who incited that mob knew that violence was, was an almost certain outcome. I just want to interject one the thing. The president of the United Violence States is getting happened. briefings telling him this. He's the president of the United States. It's not like he's not getting people briefing him, coming in and telling him what's going to happen. He knew. He, so that's where he can't even say, oh, I didn't know. I don't. I was watching it on TV like all of you. It's like you get the most highly classified, the best fucking intelligence and the best briefings in law enforcement of anybody on the fucking planet of any nation. You're the president of the United States. If anybody knows, it's him, especially because these are his buddies and his kid. 
Well, it's it's just people don't work for him. Already happened though. I, yeah. I just want to point yeah. out that that the yeah. stop the steal uh, had already been violent. Um, yes. There was that November fourteenth thing in Washington D.C. Um, and 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 Trump had already as well, Mike. Multiple yeah. stabbings. Like, you know, hundreds of Proud Boys marching in formation through the streets of D.C. attacking people. This is the stand back and stand by group, right? Mm-hmm. From the debate. Right. So you've got the you know, Trump did like a flyover or something. Like he was he was he out did. there like yeah, and then he Kaylee did. McEnany was out there being like we love we love you know we love our uh, you know our our fans and whatever. Yeah. I mean, it was really a. Um, you know, it, it should not. It should not have surprised anyone, because it was again. It was already violent. Yeah, and so you've got Roger Stone, who is who works for Donald Trump. I mean, you can't you can't forget that. You know, he works for Donald Trump. That's who he works for for his campaign and has for many years. He's organizing all of this with this guy Ali Alexander, and then you've got Alex Jones, who's working with Roger Stone to organize it all and foment it, and Michael Flynn, who worked for Trump as his national security advisor before he had to be fired. And again, has been working for him for many years. All of these people are coordinating this event. So obviously Trump knew what was going on. I mean, that's that's gonna be the battle next week, I guess, in the impeachment trial is, did he really know everything? Um, or did it did it stop at, at Stone and Alex Jones? Or was it just some sort of organic event? It's gonna be very hard for them to say that Trump didn't know. I mean, clearly he knew. Yeah, so there's some there's some more reporting that's that's coming out about that now, and and there will be some more soon about these, uh, you know, uh, the w- <laughs> you all know this very well, but the way a mafia organization works is that the, is that the big boss often doesn't have to uh, issue the direct command. Uh, you know, it's just sort of hey, it wouldn't be nice if this you know some some happened over here, somebody took care of that, and it's these it's these underlings, these intermediaries who are often communicating and, and orchestrating and uh, but but some of those some of those intermediaries and underlings I think are you know like one step away from the president just like they were in the Russia investigation mm. and his oh, really? personal attorney is making sure yeah. everybody knows what his goal is what does he want he wants right. to stop the steal right <laughs> right it's simple as that and then you've got uh, you know He's a dumb Chris- mob boss because he tells everybody what he wants he, he, puts Chris- it, he puts it on a t-shirt and sells it from his campaign office <laughs> everybody oh show up for my event but it's like, worked for him you know, he still makes money off everything you know, he's still a little smarter than this yeah and then you've got chris miller who's the acting secretary of defense at the time saying you know the national guard can't bring any riot gear and can't be seen to be interacting with these uh these patriots as they're protesting basically giving them a green light and taking away the national guard's uh, normal chain of command operations um uh, in terms of what they could order them to do that day i mean it seems pretty obvious just looking at it from the outside that trump was really involved in every aspect of this but it does also touch the military and does also touch the top brass at the military and and the members and the membership as well both uh, the veterans and the current serving members um so we're almost out of time i wanted to play one last clip which was um again uh, our friends alex jones and ali alexander uh, but i it seems to not be loading so i'm gonna wait for that i'll go around and ask you guys what you think the uh impeachment trial will deliver next week but also the impact hard right uh, insurgency is going to have going impact that's going to have going forward and i'll start with you uh, michael well i mean i don't know what type of case um you know, is being assembled against Trump. And I just hope 
that there are that it can fill in details that that we were unable to fill in now because yeah. the, we, we are unfortunately very reliant on law enforcement and 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 trials like these. Um, you know, we can only do so much, and you know, and and sometimes it's very frustrating that Luke and I work for separate publications. We can only do so much that we you know, as as reported, we 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 want to work together on many mm-hmm. things. Um, but like you know, it's it's tough. We can only sometimes you know see certain things, get little glimpses of things, or find out where in detail. Wait, 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 how much did you say? Oh, your secure that the security guy got paid forty thousand dollars, and then we get that little cookie, but we don't have the full story. And sometimes we require these things. So I, I just hope that it is not ceremonial. I hope that it's that it's real, and that it and it kicks up some very very you know serious. Uh, information they make a real go of that and and they, they ignore the fact that the that so many republicans are going to be dead set on voting a certain way that they don't um you know f- flop down your, your question about the far right um i think that we're you know we're going to be entering a stage now in which uh there are going to be uh people who seek to um disrupt what they perceive to be a liberal order through terror attacks and that's not a, you know, whoa, that's not breaking news. I mean, they've already been doing that, um, but I think it's going to, you know, it's going to step up. Yeah. It's, it's the likelihood healthy. of it stepping in the tie. Um, but also, they're going to continue to kind of silently organize together online in, a, in, in such a way that they, there is an open space for the person who is willing to take that plunge and be the authoritarian leader. And we can only just hope that that person um, is, you know, just doesn't have the chops mm-hmm. and just can't do it. And there's all this talk about scared about Tucker Carlson and stuff like that. I don't know about Tucker Carlson, to be honest with you. I mean, there, 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 there are aspects of Tucker Carlson where his talk is tough, but he's very rich, very soft, right? You, you know, in some ways, he, he can really, um, you know, he, he can, his personal uh, wealth and things like that can be hurt. Um, very badly by involving himself in things. I don't know. I mean, is it somebody like Ted Cruz? Uh, is it somebody like Josh Hawley? Uh, is it somebody like Marjorie Taylor Greene, which is even more scary because, I mean, you know, her, you know, her kind of whatever depth perception of like her, you know, her ability to see the world is so skewed. Yeah. Yeah. But, the, but yeah, but she may not be cold and calculating enough. Right. But all I know is that there will be this free floating body that's kind of silently organizing through their resentment, mm-hmm. you know, the shared resentment, this, this grievance that they can't fully articulate, right? Nobody knows, nobody hasn't like can, can explain what the, what, what's the grievance? What, what's the grievance that brought these guys into the Capitol? They don't, they don't need insulin. They don't need, they, they, they're not looking for stimulus checks. That's not why they went in there. No. You know, they're not, they don't want better infrastructure. The grievance is, 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 is hard to define. And I think yeah. it can only be, you know, filled by, by this perpetual um, pushing of, uh, you know, these the, these kind of memeing into reality this this you know authoritarian rule in in the West, mm-hmm. and uh, we just got to hope that we are prepared for whoever decides to you know, fill that void as leader. I want to play that clip before you start, Luke, because I am curious what your thoughts are on this. This is uh, Ali Alexander and uh, and uh, Alex Jones at the Trump Hotel the night before, and it sort of speaks to what you're saying there, Michael, about who who might jump in to fill the void. They serve by the vote here, right? We're, yeah. we're inside. Let's not leave. 
<laughs> we're not crowd. No, we're not. We're not. We're not the left. We're not going to democratize that's ideas. How we stop the Listen to me. Listen to it's me. Peaceful. Listen it's to peaceful. me. It's not a bad idea. Listen to me. What? Listen. Peaceful sitting. That's what we'll call. Here we go. If the hillbillies make up all the ideas, then we're going to lose the country. So put aside your pride. Listen to me. We're going to stop the steal. But first, we're going to stop the certification. Let's not get the fight. It's okay. Yeah. Gonna, how are we going to do that? Let's we'll talk about it later. It's good. Yeah. All right. It's okay to have ideas. Everybody's fine. Yeah. It's an idea, man. We'll just lose the republic. So, well, ideas he's a, are fun. Well, he, well, he, well listen. Anyhow. So, um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm kind of terrified so to think weird. of these guys. These guys are so weird, ultimately. Yeah. Let, me, let, me, let me just point out that that is not from the Trump Hotel. Okay. That clip. That is that is from uh, the Atlanta Stop the Steal uh, protests ah, in, okay. in uh, I believe it was November maybe 17th. Correct to that. Yeah. And, but, but it's interesting. I'm, I'm actually citing that, uh, that clip in the story that I'm, I'm writing now. And um, what happened before they were inside the, uh, the, the Capitol building there in Georgia is they stood outside and uh, Ali Alexander said, who's ready to storm the Capitol with me? And Alex Jones turned to him almost under his breath and to remind him oh, peacefully, peacefully. And then Ali Alexander kind of smirking and laughing said, yeah, yeah, peacefully. And so then they actually get, they go inside and they do their thing. And that's Nick Fuentes that you saw with them, a, a white nationalist. Uh, and, and, and the hillbilly, quote unquote, who came up to him and said, are they certifying the vote here? Uh, a couple things that, that I've observed from this clip. He approaches Alex Jones because he thinks Alex Jones is the leader of this. Mm -hmm. Alex Jones deferentially turns to Ali Alexander. Mm -hmm. uh, and then Ali shuts this guy down and says, you know, they're certifying the vote in there. They don't want to leave. They want to shut down the vote. But it's too early because it's in Atlanta. Yeah, they don't have enough right. people. You know, and they're not ready. They don't have the troops in place to make it happen. But the attitude is there. The mindset is there. The plan appears to be there. So I, and that clip is actually revelatory in, in a bunch of different ways. Um, and then uh, I don't know if you wanted me to answer the yeah, question. Yeah, sure. That's, before that's the, the question about the impeachment <laughs> and uh, the future yeah. of, the, of the right. Just a big question. Because well, I, I, I mainly agree with everything that Michael is saying. That, by the way. Yeah, sure. No, it's they had a bunch of these events, and and one of the things that the things that blows my mind, and you know, we've seen it in the coverage of the of the Capitol attack is just <laughs> they just record everything. You know, they just live stream everything. It's like here, I'm I'm doing the crime, and uh, hey, mom, like yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm the realtor for you. <laughs> you know, and it's like what are you until thinking? the FBI comes calling, yeah. <laughs> It's yeah. this weird delusional. It goes back to that kind of they're LARPing, but they're not. They've been they've been trolling for so long. They've been getting away with it. They've become what the, this this role that they've taken on. The role is more real than their own lives. And now they're storming the Capitol and they're live streaming it. Um, and I'm not sure if even after when the FBI comes and like throws some cuffs on them, if it, if it registers that. This is the real world that you're living in. You know, you're not living in this. Uh, you might live online in this world of disinformation, but <laughs> you're going to jail now. And uh, let's see how that works out. But to um, to your question about the impeachment, um, I am I'm definitely opposed to this whole. Let's not impeach out of political expediency because 
We need accountability more than anything in this country. We need transparency. You know, an an impeachment trial can give us some of that. What Mike was talking about, these people who, who are able to get documents that we can't, who have subpoena power that we don't. Um, you know, we need that as a country, and I think we're all going to be very disappointed in, in the result because true accountability probably is not going to come about through through that process, but it's still going to be important for us to do uh, as a country. I do not think that there is any risk of, like, further radicalization at this point by I- impeaching Trump a second time. We are dealing with an army of radicalized, crazy, anti-democratic people who want to take back the republic away from our democracy, uh, and they will get violent to do it. And, you know, the last thing I would point out is that of all those groups that attacked the Capitol, Proud Boys, Oath Keepers, Three Percenters, um, Nick Fuentes' America First guys, there are these gripers running around. Uh, you had you had bikers for Trump, I think, in there. It's cowboys for Trump. You had all these strange groups, right? But Vegan the number moms. one, okay. and you had the moms. But the biggest group that attacked the Capitol was the Republican base. Mm-hmm. That is the Make America Great Again movement that attacked the Capitol, and all those other groups were part of it or working with it. Um, and that is the risk that we face now is that your, your regular old kind of Fox News viewer who's already been like shoved down the rabbit hole to, to a point is going even deeper down now. I, I want to say this about, the, about just you two as individuals and the work that you've done. Luke knows, you know, I was deep in those chat rooms and stuff, t- tracking activity, tracking what was what these same actors that we've talked about, and some literal actors, but then memeing into life. Love that. And when I was in there a couple years back, tracing activity, it it's very violent in there. It's very dark in there. It, it's um, traumatizing. <laughs> it is, and. I couldn't keep doing it. I couldn't keep doing that and doing all the work on on organized crime that I was doing because it was like there was two buckets that were related in ways around the money, but two very dark worlds. And I just, my brain couldn't handle it. And so uh, I just, I want the audience and I want people to understand what it is for, for folks like Luke and Michael to be in those that world as much as they're in that world so that they can report on it and get us real information about these people are not just attacking our democracy. They're very violent and they're going to hurt people and they do hurt people. And and pulling those networks apart and understanding it and reporting on it means also subjecting yourself to this, this very violent, very cruel world of fantasists and, and, and violent felons now. Um, and so we, we owe you guys a debt of gratitude. And, um, and I, it just needs to be said, I know what you put yourselves through and your families there supporting you. Um, and just all I have is just so much gratitude. And I'm so grateful because I couldn't do it. <laughs> and uh, the fortitude that you each have to be able to stay in this as long as you stayed in it and report and get us the real information about what's going on. Um, it's just invaluable. Yeah, we would never have known uh, anything right. about January 6th without you guys' work. So, phenomenal Thank stuff. Thank you for that. Thank you very much. Yeah. 
Thank you very much. Narrative is funded by viewers like you. Support our independent journalism at patreon.com forward slash narrative.